Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. I'm Mike Kapler along with Joel Brzezinski. Welcome. Come on in. Sit down, relax. Take a load off and, and rest with us here on Growing in Grace, another 15-minute podcast here just to uh, focus on some news that you might not have heard in the course of your Christian life. You might have heard a lot of stuff that might have turned you off from church, even from God himself. Uh, we're hoping to remedy that at least a little bit by uh, talking about some some really cool things that religion hasn't taught us. Joel, good to be with you again. Yeah, good to be here too, and all are welcome here, that's for sure. I mean, this this podcast might not be for everybody, I don't know, but... um. Definitely, we do. Our, our goal every time is to share the good news. As you were talking there, you know, a lot of people might be turned off from Christ because of false ideas, false beliefs about him, not really realizing the truth about who he is. And so that's another reason for us doing this is to hopefully bring out the good news that the Bible shares about who Christ is and about who we are in him so that people will be drawn to Christ as he is, and rather than being kept away from Christ as he isn't. You know, I, I had many, many false beliefs about who Christ was that, that kept me from coming to him in my early life, and, and I shared a little bit about that in our last podcast or two, but once you get to know the truth about who Christ is, it's, it's hard to resist them. I mean, it just really is. All I mean by that is that he is everything. He is so full of grace, so full of love. He opened his arms wide open and said, whoever wants to come to me. And he didn't come to condemn, but he came to give life. He came to save people. It's the same as if a person was drowning and somebody throws out, you know, a lifesaver. That's how harmful Jesus is. <laughs> I mean, he's not harmful at all. And he's not against us. He's for us. He wants us. And so uh, we hope to convince people of the good news about who Christ is rather than people thinking that he's this person who wants to put all these heavy burdens on us. Yeah, I believe he is for us. I believe he, he's on your side, I, spiritually, emotionally, in the soulish realm, physically. God is good, and uh, we hope that we can communicate something to you that will help overcome any bad news that you've heard. In fact, over the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been talking about some of the bad news that many of us have, have heard as we've come into Christianity <laughs> versus what is really good news. And, and a couple of things that I'd like to uh, just touch on again real quickly from last week, Joel. We kind of touched on three things that uh, a lot of people, when they come into the Christian life, they're being told that they need to uh, read their Bible every day, they need to pray every day, and they need to to witness and share their faith with other people. And we talked about how those things can become a burden, they can become a law if approached, you know, in the wrong direction. So I mentioned how when I was a child, I, I picked up a discipleship book. I read a lot of chapters every day because they told me I was going to read 10 chapters of the Bible a day without fail, period. And they never told me what would happen if I didn't. So automatically, like what happens with a lot of people, one of the greatest weapons of the enemy is is guilt and condemnation and how it can tear a person apart. And so when I didn't pray enough, 
when I didn't read my Bible enough, that's exactly what happened. If I didn't share my faith enough, I, I felt like I was letting God down, that he, he wasn't pleased with me. Any time that we feel like we're doing something, I don't care what it is, if we feel like we're doing something to try to please God or gain his acceptance, then we've fallen back into law again. And we want to be careful of that because it just robs you of, of freedom and blessings that you can experience. It robs you of, I, I don't know, it just, it, just, it just takes away from what the Christian life is really meant to be. All right. So, but having said that, as I grew in my understanding later in life, my identity in Christ and, and what grace really was, Joel, that we talk about each and every week around here, go back and check out the last five or six years of podcasts if you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, once I began to grow in this, now reading the Bible became cool. I look forward to it. I don't necessarily do it every day. I, I don't feel the obligation to have to pick it up every day. And it's, it's a different perspective because I'm not reading it for spiritual nourishment uh, like my body needs nourishment. I don't look at it that way. I don't believe that. I don't believe that if I don't eat from my Bible every day that I'm going to starve spiritually. I don't think that's the gospel. But I, I can look at it. It's such good news now. I'm, I'm, I'm searching for who I am in Christ and enjoying what I'm reading. And the same is true with prayer. Joel, I, I think you even gave this example one time, but suppose my wife and I set aside a quiet time for say 30 minutes a day, maybe after work, after supper, we're going to sit here without fail, 7 o'clock every night or 6 o'clock in the morning before we go to work, we're going to sit here and have a quiet time together, me and my wife, and we're going to converse, like it or not. This is what we're going to do and we're going to stay committed to it. That is not what relationship is supposed to be about. And one thing that I was bewildered about when I came into Grace, Joel, was how I actually think I spent less time in prayer and felt closer to God than I had ever felt in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not discouraging prayer. I think over the years what God has been revealing to me is that as I have grown in grace and, and in my identity in Him, and it's such a sweet thing, I think sometimes without even realizing it, I, I am in an attitude of prayer and I don't even realize it. I, I feel mm -hmm. like I'm interacting with the Spirit at my desk at work play, whatever I'm doing throughout the day, there's this attitude, not, a, not every minute of the day, but there's something going on inside of me that wasn't going on before when I was trying so hard to please God by praying enough. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think so many of us don't realize that life in Christ is a 24-7 thing. There is no time that we're not close to God. There is no time when, when He isn't interacting with us because we are in Him and in union with him, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every single moment. And it's not only those times when we're thinking, quote, God thoughts or, or spiritual thoughts or uh, anything like that, that he's with us or, or that he's conscious of us, because obviously he's conscious of us all the time. And it's not as if we have to be in this, uh, you know, eyes closed, hands folded, knelt down or whatever, in order to be close to God. It's not as if we have to be consciously praying and then say right. amen at the end. Uh, it's the type of thing, like you said, just all the time. you got this prayerful attitude all the time. You're always communicating with God. I think so many people think it has to be this set-apart time, and I'm not against that set-apart time either. I think we can set time aside to do a thing called prayer, but... That's not what prayer always is. 
My prayer is just this knowing God 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and on that quiet time thing. I think a lot of people get that from the idea that um, it says that God you know, speaks with a still, small voice, and so people think they're not going to be able to hear God unless they get in the quiet. And again, I'm not going to say that there's anything wrong with having a quiet time uh, if that's what a person wants to do. But here's the thing about God speaking to us and, and relating to us. Even in the midst of all the chaos of life, God's voice can speak to us, even in the midst of all that chaos. It's not as if we have to be quiet and still in order to hear God. Again, a, a wonder it can be a wonderful thing to just slow your soul down and just be in the quiet and enjoy the quietness of life and enjoy the quietness of communicating with God in that way. But it's not as if God is limited to speaking to us only when we're quiet. Uh, so that was my yeah, point there. there. There can be a time for meditation. And certainly I would never criticize anybody for having a quiet time, so I hope somebody didn't misinterpret that. But there are a lot of people who will criticize others when they don't have a quiet time, and that's not right either. Right. And you could even get together with uh, your spouse and, and have a, a devotion each day, you know. I mean, but my point was that if my wife and I were just going to sit down and make sure that, that the one time of the day we're going to co commune with each other is during <laughs> this uh, quiet time between ourselves, instead of just enjoying the relationship that we have throughout the day from morning till night, that's how it ought to be, I think, with God and us. Not that we can't have a time together where we're going to sit down and eat, me and my wife, or sit down and have a devotion, or, you know, whatever the case is. And, and the same could be said with, with the Lord. If you want to sit down and have a, a time of meditation, a quiet time, or whatever you want to call it, that's fine. But throughout the course of the day, I think being in relationship with somebody means just freely being able to interact with one another. And that can, in one sense, be a, a part of prayer or relationship that takes place. It's not just uh, meant to be a monologue when we pray, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think some of us, and, and I'm guilty of this sometimes too, I mean, we even though we know that God never leaves us, never forsakes us, even though we know intellectually that there's that we're in union with God, I think a lot of us don't necessarily always believe that. And I'm not talking about a lack of faith for, for salvation. I'm just talking about we still tend to think of God as being out there somewhere, and we're down here, and we've got to slow down and somehow make this connection with him every now and then in order to you know keep everything in line and all that stuff. But really, if there was anything that either one of us said today, Cap, that really sticks out to me, it's, it's just the fact that God is with us all the time. It's a 24-7 thing. There's never a time when we are not in communication with God, because it's this whole idea that we've become partakers of the divine nature, and, and we're joined together with Him, and there's never a time when He's not with us. There's never a time when He, you know, like you say, whether it's in work, whether it's in play, or when we lay our head on the pillow at night, or going to the grocery store, or whatever, we're always connected with the divine nature, with God. We've always got that connection. We don't lose that connection just because we don't think about God 24 hours a day. Life is Christ in us. The entirety of life is Christ in us. 
So let's remember that, that whether it's Bible reading, prayer, or, or sharing Christ with other people or whatever, knowing God isn't limited to those things. It's just the entirety of life that we're connected to God. Yeah, and, you know, I think becoming more aware that He is with us 24-7, that we are in fellowship with Him 24-7, and there's nothing that you and I can do to break that. I, I think becoming more aware of that, growing in it, living in it, it will automatically, and, and as we get to, uh, to understand who we are in Christ, uh, all of these things combined will, will affect our outward actions, the way that we live, our lifestyle, but not because we're trying to do something that is, is pleasing to God, not because we're, we're trying to live by a set of rules. It's just going to be a natural flow because of the relationship that has been established, that God has established with us, and we just respond out of that. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, and it, and it just it wipes all the religion off the map. That's what I like about it. <laughs> yep, and that's the business we're in here, Cap, on Growing in Grace, the business of wiping religion off the map. And we'll continue on with that next week, wiping some more religion off the map, getting into the issue of sin. <laughs> you know, this week we just got done talking about how we have this ongoing, never-ceasing, never-ending union with God. But what about when we sin? What about when we sin? Do we lose fellowship with God? Does God send curses our way? We'll tackle that issue next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.